Welcome to Healing After Baby Loss, the podcast I wish I had eight years ago when my beautiful daughter, Harper Grace, was born still. I have spent the last eight years devoted to healing, and these are the 15 things I wish I had a playbook for. My hope is that you take what serves you and leave what doesn't, but that in these words, as I share our story, you can find hope and healing and know that our nonprofit, stillmama.org, is here for you. I am your host, Doreen Corba, and this is our journey. Hello, welcome to episode eight. Today, we're going to talk about your grief support team. I have been thinking a lot about this over the years, and um, it's something that I'm so grateful I put together and I ended up calling it my grief support team. I think I even wrote a blog about it, but it's imperative. (laughs) It's imperative to have this because there's just a lot of nuances to grief. And I think we all, especially as women, we need support in our life. As women, we are such um, beings that need deep connection. And when it comes to grief, I'm going to share with you who I consider to be on my grief support team. And um, I would love for you by the end of this episode to think about who's on your grief support team and then what, you know, where you feel like there are gaps missing in the type of support that you need, that you desire, that you want. And I will caveat this by saying, could you go the rest of your life without any support around your grief? You could. I mean, you absolutely could. It is what people used to do. But I am of the thinking that I am a worthy, valuable human being that deserves support. That I don't have to wait until I need support in order to to get and pay for and find support. And I actually navigate all areas of my life in this way. I navigate my coaching business in this way. I don't even know if I told you guys, but um, I'm a nervous system coach and I work with grief and trauma and people pleasing and all of the things we talk about here. And I have a lush support system in my business. I have a business coach and I have a trauma coach and I have like a large group of coaching friends and um, I have a mastermind. I have all kinds of things to give me support, not because my business isn't going well, simply because I move faster at, I am getting where I want to go quicker with support. And that is true 1000% when it comes to my grief, when I started to really invest in support is when I started to really heal at a faster pace. Now I was in a rush to heal thousand percent. If I could have figured out how to skip a lot of the pain, I would have figured it out. I would be here telling you like, this is exactly what you need to do to skip the pain part. But the truth is, it's like you can't skip the pain, but you can learn to process the pain. And when I think of a grief support team, I think of a 360 degree, you know, whole life view of what I needed and what potentially you will need 
in your life to support your evolving grief, you know, your grief will change throughout the years. So initially I realized very quickly that I did not have the kind of support that I needed in my life to navigate this kind of trauma. I did have an OB that I loved. I was very grateful for that, even though she is the one that delivered Harper. And even though some people blamed her, I, I never did. And I'll, I'll share more of that story, but I never blamed her. Um, I don't think any OB goes into practice wanting to kill babies like that. I think that it was one of the hardest days of her life as well. So I had an OB who I trusted and I had a doctor who I really loved, like just a general practitioner who I, who I, you know, really loved, but a lot of you and a lot of us just in general, like we just have doctors that like, we kind of found that are fine and we have it's like a dentist, right? It's like, oh, I have a dentist and they're fine. They do dental work. But like, I'm talking about like a next level support team. So I want you to think about like having people that you absolutely love and feel connected to that are on your side. So for me, the only two people I had were my OB, who was literally in the center of my grief, who I really didn't like, what was she going to do? Like, nothing. It it was done. Right. So I couldn't really rely on her. Although she said, call me at any time, which I ended up doing when I couldn't bear the pain anymore. I called her and she helped me navigate some medication and some things to help me. Um, and I had my general practitioner who I adored and she was not my first doctor, but I ended up finding her and I loved her. And I was so grateful to at least have those two people. So those are the two people I hope that you have on your grave support team. So an OB that you trust and love. And it, if it's not the OB that delivered your baby, most of the time, you never want to see that person again. That has been what I've heard the most is like, no, I don't, <laughs> I do not want anything to do with that person ever again. Right. So finding an, a new OB so that you don't have to re-traumatize yourself when you go in for your yearly checks or your six week appointment, um, finding a new OB that you can trust that can take care of you. And then having a doctor that you have a relationship with that actually knows you, not someone that you're just like running into urgent care when you like need to be seen because you have the flu, but someone that you're going to call and be like, listen, I have the flu again. Oh my God. And they're like, oh my gosh, girl, what's going on with you? Like an actual doctor that cares. So those two things. And then initially on my grief support team, I had a therapist. And I didn't, I mean, I had a therapist because I, I think I had mentioned I had gotten in a car accident with my son um, two years prior. And after that, it, it, we totaled the car or we were at a, a, a stoplight and someone hit us from behind and the car was totaled. He was in the car. It was really scary. And after that, I realized between IVF and the car wreck, I needed some support. So I had found a therapist. She was fine. She was fine. She wasn't great. She was fine. So I went back to her and then I realized fine doesn't cut it right now. Like I am 
in the throes of the hardest part of my entire life, I need exceptional. So then I started to put my feelers out for someone new. I just didn't feel like it was helping at all. And so I found a therapist that I loved. She specialized in grief. She was wonderful and held a lot of beautiful space for me to, you know, mentally process. And then um, I expanded my support team to include a trauma coach. At first, it was a life coach who started to teach me about neural pathways in the brain and of which I've done a lot of research and a lot of work around and how to, you know, change your mindsets and um, different tools you can use to help process things in your mind, not just related to grief, but just in general that I ended up applying to grief. So on my support team, I went, I eventually dropped the therapist because I feel like I felt like I had done all the therapy I could do, but I could still feel like there was so much more. So then I tried life coaching, fell in love with it. Now I am a coach. I realized after that first session, like that was my dream job. And, um, I did life coaching for a while until I realized there was something called trauma coaching. So my support team continued to include a doctor I love, an OB I love, and who I feel really supported by, and some kind of um, mental health practitioner. So whether you go right to coaching, you know, right to trauma coaching, which is what I would do now, um, if I knew it existed then, I would just go right to trauma coaching because it does all the things. And that is where the nervous system work is, and that is where you know, the talk therapy is, I mean, we do all the things in trauma coaching, um, some kind of a mental health practitioner. Now I share my journey with you from first therapist, the second therapist, a life coach to trauma coach, because I mean, I've spent eight years trying to figure out <laughs> what was going to help. And so if I can fast track that for you, I want to, like, I wish Again, I can't look back. There's nothing I can do about that, but I wish I had the nervous system tools in the beginning of my journey. Um, I, I just wish I had them sooner. So there's that. And then you want to make sure that you have friends. It doesn't have to be a lot, but friends that you can truly talk to. And it may not be um, a friend that you currently have. It may be. But if you're looking around your friend group and you're like, okay, well, I can't really talk to anyone, it may be finding um, a support group, a peer group of other lost moms, other angel moms, developing friendships that can be really supportive in your grief. So I had the combo of, um, you know, my great friends who I've been friends with for a really long time. And then I also met friends that were lost moms and they were of great supports to me as well. So on my support team were friends that I could turn to and talk to, and then also family that you can turn to and, and talk to. Now I know that everyone's family dynamic is, is different. And I know that I'm very blessed to have a mom and a dad that I can talk to about anything um, and I know that that's not the case for everyone. So as I said in the last episode, remember, like if <laughs> you get to, you get to create your own boundaries, but if there is a family member that can support you, 
that you feel comfortable talking to, I think there's just a really unique, maybe it's a cousin, you know, maybe it's an aunt, maybe it's your grandmother, um, whoever it may be. And it doesn't have to be a lot of people, but there's something really special about having a family member that you can turn to if you needed to. And again, just because you have these people all in place doesn't mean that you're talking to them every single day about your grief, right? So if I really were to break down, like I hired professionals to help me with my grief. My friends and my family are not professionals managing grief, right? They're just people in my life. And in turn, I'm supporting their life too, right? Like it's a give, take friendship, give, take relationship with family. So my grief support team was primarily people who I paid to support me. The reason I paid them is because they're professionals in what they do. And I wanted professionals. I want people that are that know how to navigate this to like grab my hands and help me along. When I found, you know, my trauma coach, I feel like that was absolutely Harper in action uh, because she introduced some tools to me that I went on and got certified in. Um, I did a year long certification in her school and those tools, I, I just, I didn't know they existed, but (laughs) I wouldn't have gotten to figure out they existed if I hadn't just always taken the next best step for the support. So what I mean by that is like, I listened to my internal guidance around therapy. And when I felt like I was done there and I listened to my internal gut and said, Oh gosh, if I'm really honest with myself, there's more work that has to be done. And then I went and I, you know, a life coach kind of walked into my life and I was like, oh, okay, I'll try that. Never once did I know for sure that anything would work. I just listened to my gut that there was more. And then I would pray about it and something would happen and someone would walk into my life and I would hire them. And then when life coaching, when I was like, oh, but there's still more, right? Then I was open to the next best step. In the midst of all of like setting up, you know, your grief support team, I've also gone to mediums. I've done acupuncture. I've done Reiki. I have done like all the things. (laughs) Um, I don't know that there's anything I wouldn't do unless I felt like it was morally wrong. Um, I have done a lot of things that felt like the next best step. And when if I, if I, if it helped, I did more of it. And if it didn't, I just didn't do it again, but nothing made it worse. So whenever you're exploring who you want on your team, it's okay to explore maybe something you've never done before. Like some people have told me they like to do like brand new activities that they never had done before. So like maybe a new kind of exercise or someone was telling me that they tried a new kind of dance, right? That just like really let them go into a different world and be free. It's like just trying things and seeing like what kind of support you need because none of us know exactly what we need. But I will say you need someone on your side that is an expert in mental health that you trust. That is, um, I mean, I'm a mental health advocate. I've been in the mental health field for my entire career. So I will always say that. I would have said that before we lost Harper, but 
really having that mental health support when maybe it didn't even feel safe to be in my own head. Like, what was I thinking? I had never been so sad before. It was like all a lot to navigate on my own. And I'm always so grateful for those mental health practitioners that held space for me and like helped me along in that journey. And I'm aware that I paid them to do it, right? Like the reason I think the reason I am where I am is because of the investments in time and energy and money that I've made in my healing. And that has absolutely helped me fast track. And the reason I wanted to fast track my healing initially it was to get out of pain, but then I was like, okay, like I could live like this kind of mediocre level feeling for the rest of my life. But I decided that wasn't a, what I wanted and B was not fair to my kids. It is not fair to my kids to have a mama who's hurting. Um, if there was something I could do about it, right? Like if there was more to be done, I was willing and I still am willing to do whatever it takes so that my kids that are here on earth have the best version of me. So sometimes it can be scary to invest in yourself when you think about, you know, having a support team, but just like you would go to the doctor when you hurt your knee, right? If you have to go to a specialist because you need something done like in your knee and your regular doctor can't do it. So they send you to a specialist. Like that's what it's like to get mental health support. Like your general practitioner can only take you so far. It's not their specialty. So getting some mental health support is as important as if you broke your ankle and you went to a surgeon versus your general practitioner to fix it. (laughs) So I am like really, um, a strong advocate for making sure that your team is full of lush support and whatever that looks like for you and whoever that looks like for you. Um, The last thing that I want to say, and I know I said it already, was that when I think of support team, I think of people I pay to help me. And here's why that's so important. When I pay someone to help me, it is 100% about my healing. So when I went to therapy, I wasn't worried about what was going on in my therapist's life or whatever. I was there to focus on my grief and focus on Harper. When I am relying on a friend, I am also concerned about their life, right? It's a give and take. It's a different dynamic. But when you are paying for a professional to help you on your grief support team, you can expect to be 100% focused on And I think that is worth all of the money in the world so that you can truly process anything that's going on in your life. And it could be that this loss happened and you've had other traumas in your life. It could be that this is not the big thing, like it, it, depending on what has happened in your life, not that it's not a big thing. This could be that it's not the only thing that you have to process. So that's the dilly 
with having a grief support team. I cannot wait to hear from you about who's on your grief support team. Give them a shout out. I would also say on my grief support team nowadays is also a naturopath. So not just a general practitioner, but also a naturopath. Um, and I do all kinds of things, guys. I've tried so many things, but um, sometimes I get like B vitamin shots or I do IV vitamin drips. I do all kinds of things to help support um, this busy grieving life. And again, it's just like one step, one foot in front of the other, one step at a time. And just following that intuition on if you know you need to do more. Okie dokie. I will talk to you next week. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so that others can find this resource too. And if you would like to get involved with our organization or donate to our cause, you can visit us at www.stillmama.org. That's S-T-I-L-L-M-A-M-A dot org. 